For some, the future completely freaks them out. For others, they're so curious, they want to see what's going to happen in the future. On the, this season, we're going to look at the entire book of Revelation. Rather than be freaked out, we're going to look at what points of faith this book has to offer. Find out on this episode of Inverse. Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. Hey, welcome, friends. We're so excited that you decided to join here, us, with uh, here at Inverse. <laughs> and we have our team, we have our friends here, and we have a whole new season on the book of Revelation. We're going to have 13 episodes on tw- 22 chapters. And uh, man, we need, the, we need the Holy Spirit, we need the Bible, we have our Bibles in front of us. So we're going to ask Siku, can you pray for us? And we're going to dive into the scriptures. Sure. Loving Father, we're so thankful for the gift that you've given us in the Bible. And we pray that you would help us to understand the things we're going to be learning from this book of Revelation, that the blessing that it promises in Revelation 1 would be ours as we're going to read. Pray these things in your name. Amen. 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 Like, I'm so, I'm really excited about Revelation. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm like, the adrenaline is rushing through me, not because we're all taping, but also it's the book of Revelation. Uh, this is like the last book, yeah? Mm-hmm. And it's as if we need to know all the books of the Bible to really understand this book. Mm-hmm. This is like the, the climax, the epitome, the... The, the culmination. The culmination, yeah. So I'll stop talking, and we're going to go into verse 1. And Israel, can you read verse 1 through 3 of chapter 1? Because we're, going to, we're starting here. Yes. Right? Okay, yes. right. Verse 1. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants things which must shortly take place. And he sent and signified it by his angel to his servant John, who bore witness to the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ to all things that he saw. Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written in it, for the time is near. Okay, so we really want to encourage you guys all out there, if you're watching or if you're listening or however you're interacting with Inverse, to really take out your Bibles. We know it's on the screen. We know you can just read the, the Bible verse, and that's awesome. But having the Bible out in front of you, and then especially this season, going through the book of Revelation with us is going to be an awesome experience, all the more real in the scriptures. Mm-hmm. So, um, Callie, what's going on in verse 1? I mean, there's a lot to unpack here, and we'll spend some time in verses 1 through 3. Yeah. But let's look at the, this, this isn't a boring introduction. What's going on? Correct. So, it starts out with the revelation of Jesus Christ, which is the full title of the book, not mm-hmm. the revelation. And it's saying that God gave something to, to Jesus, and then Jesus gave it to an angel, and the angel gave it to John. Yeah. So whatever that is, is what we're about to read. Yeah, this is a cool <laughs> kind of like a ladder thing or like mm-hmm. kind of a, a bounce thing factor going on. Yeah, so it's gave it, given it and it talks about that a little bit more in verse 2. And then verse 3 about blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy. So this is important because it brings a blessing in reading it and if hearing the words and then keeping it. So there's something in here that we can keep. Yeah. And and because the time is near. So that's why the blessing comes to those. So this is deep. This is, this is coming from God. God the Father Himself, and then da, 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 coming down to us, yeah. and then you mentioned verse three. There's a there's a blessing there, mm-hmm. uh, not only in reading. So all of you out there, like take out your Bibles and read it and get the blessing, uh, and also hear the words of this prophecy in 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 the inverse program, <laughs> and uh, and then keep those things. So do those things that are written mm-hmm. there. Um, Siku, why why does the book start off this way? Why why does it just why? I mean, I think it's significant. It says the revelation of Jesus Christ. Yeah. You know, I, I grew up going to church and my brother, my older brother, um, when he would want to scare me, 
Uh, he would send me to my room and make me read the book of Revelation. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. That was his... about psychological damage. And that's why she became a theologian. So you got a lot, you got a lot to thank your brother I for. I thank my yeah. brother. Yeah. Yeah. But that was, <laughs> that was the way that he would torture me was go to your room and read Revelation. And I would cry because to me, it seemed like a really, really scary book, yeah. you know, with beasts and, and plagues and, and uh, I mean, it, it just was scary. And blood and swords and famine and, yeah, and, and bugs and, and plagues. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we can go through that all. Yeah. yeah. So the book starts, though, this is not a book to torture people. This is not a scary book that nobody should read. It actually says this book, when it's read right, when it's understood correctly, this is a revelation yeah. of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And the, pur the purpose of this book is for us to see a clearer picture of Jesus. All of Scripture points to Jesus. Yeah. But the book is called specifically a revelation of Jesus Christ. Yeah, I, I love that. I, that. That word of, which sometimes you can just be like, you know, just kind of skip over it. But there's some power to that. It's This is not only a revelation of Jesus, meaning talking mm -hmm. about Jesus, yep. but it's also Jesus who's doing the re un un from unveiling, Jesus, the yeah. revealing from Jesus. Mm -hmm. So there's a, there's a dual thing going on. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I love it. All the scary parts, it's about, it's about Jesus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And not the scary parts about Jesus, but <laughs> not the scary parts, but alluding to toward, pointing well, towards Jesus. Well, I think yeah. when, once we understand the once we understand the purpose of the Book of Revelation, it eliminates fear. Mm -hmm. You know, the Bible says, "Perfect love casts away all fear," and that's why it's important for us to understand before we even dive into the Book of Revelation. This is not the revelation of the apocalypse, mm -hmm. or this is not the revelation of the last day events, or this mm -hmm. is not the revelation of beasts, but it's the revelation of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And it is the most sacred of all revelations. It is the most sacred of all topics. So much so that I think that is why you have God the Father involved in this, Jesus Christ involved in this, the angel involved in this, John, who is a servant of God, which was a title that was also given to Moses, involved in that. And all those agencies are engaged to bring the revelation to the reader the person who reads and understands and is blessed. Mm -hmm. And so you have the revelation of Jesus Christ for you and for me today, the most holy and sacred of all revelations in Scripture. Yeah, I really want to underscore that point. You bring the, the sanctity and the holiness of this book. Um, you also see kind of, kind of the hierarchy as I love God the Father. And it's not in that order, but you can kind of rearrange it. It goes from God the Father to Jesus and then Jesus to the angel, and then angel to John, and then John to the seven churches, we'll find a little bit later on, and then the seven churches to us. Yeah, it goes blah, 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 blah. And it shows that that's, this is the, the magnitude of, of this message. What are other elements we can kind of glean from that passage? I just, if, if I go back to, to, to the fact that yeah. God is giving Jesus this message, who gives it to an angel, who gives it to John. Yeah. The significance that this message was given to John, you know, um, he was the last living of the apostles. And this is at, towards the end of his life and he's been exiled to this island of Patmos. Mm. So he's on this island all by himself. And, and I think the temptation might be to be scared or, or this is the end of your life and you're all alone. But God comes to him in a very profound way. Um, at a time of life when, you know, when you look at old people, sometimes the temptation is to be like, their, their usefulness has been worn out. You know, they've done everything that they could do. Um, but John, at the end of his life, God gives him this very significant and very important revelation. And for me, it says that God can use you whatever stage in life you're in and where, whatever place that you're in, uh, isolated as he may have been, God gives him this beautiful picture 
of Jesus, a fuller revelation of Jesus Christ. Even though he had been walking with Jesus throughout his ministry, he's like, hey, let me show you Jesus even clearer. Mm -hmm. That's interesting, yeah. So John, John the Apostle spent time with Jesus on earth, but now this revelation is now Jesus in heaven and this this super magnificent Jesus. I mean, it's, there's, there's some crazy scenes in here yeah. that really are awe-inspiring. <laughs> Cal? Well, on that point, um, as an English teacher, I have to zero in on one word. Yes. And that is in verse 1, it says, And he sent and signified it mm-hmm. by his angel mm-hmm. to his servant John. Mm-hmm. And I know that, um, you know, when, when you're approaching any kind of text, whether it's the Bible or a poem or, you know, a story, you need to know how you're supposed to read it. Mm-hmm. And I know before I read the first part of it, when I was younger, I was not punished by my brothers by reading Revelation. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm so sorry, <laughs> but I do remember reading it, and I'm like, I'm just super confused. Like, what are these monsters going to show up? I'm yeah. just lost right now. Yeah. But at the very beginning, it's saying this is symbolic, mm-hmm. and we need to keep that in mind as we read it in order to understand it correctly. And as you mm-hmm. said earlier, you know, we need to understand Genesis through Jude in order to understand Revelation. Yeah. So we can kind of look through it like, well, I think it means this. Like, okay, well, let's see what the text says yeah. <laughs> and stick there because that's the best way to understand it. Yeah, I, I think there's, there's, it's so cool that I'm just so excited about this. This book <laughs> because there's these books and, and in, the, in the English uh, in the English literature world uh, there's these books like James's James Joyce's Ulysses or Dante's Inferno that are just packed with all these memes and political figures and, and and themes that are popular of the day like today like in North America if we say like red hat that has political ramifications mm-hmm. if we you know the the me too hashtag that has other uh, uh, you know, meanings and associated with it that make really sense just in our day. And what Revelation does, it takes all these themes from the entire Bible and just kind of like just just smash burgers them into this one awesome book. And without understanding the rest of the Bible, this book really doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And I love that point. So under he signified it, and so we need to understand the rest of the Bible to understand mm-hmm. this book. And it's, it seems kind of crude to say this way, but it's almost like it's full of inside jokes. Yeah. yeah. Like if you don't have the context, you'd be like, ha-ha, I don't get it. So right. you need to understand yeah. beforehand. Right, right, right. right. So the, the context is the rest of the, the yeah. Bible. Yeah. And exactly. when you get an inside joke, it's really exciting. It is. Yeah. But like, look at this. Don't, it's, it's like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So let's get it. Let's, we're we're going to get into <laughs> all, all that stuff. Israel. Something I think it's important for us to mention, too, is the fact that you've already said before, John, the revelator, already has had an encounter with Jesus. Mm-hmm. But that human-to-human encounter is, is subpar to the encounter that he's going to have now mm-hmm. with God and in, in, through, through the medium of Scripture, right? Mm-hmm. And so the other thing here that's also important is that the revelation of Jesus is by God. It's like mm-hmm. God gave the revelation to Jesus of himself. Yeah. And so this is not Jesus trying to promote himself, mm-hmm. but there's something significant here that God wants us to understand about his son. Mm-hmm. It's a picture or it's a story told through the perspective of the father to one of Jesus' closest friends on earth. Right. And so you have, and how do you, how do you understand that perspective? What is it that God is trying to tell us? Well, we can't really understand that unless we find it and ground and gra- ground it in scripture. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's also significant for us to point out as we study the book of Revelation in the context of scripture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that we're emphasizing the, the breadth of this book, but also the depth and the height of this book. This is really a, a supernatural book. Not that the, the Bible isn't, but of of the Bible, it, it takes some precedence. Um, let's talk about verse three. Blessed is he who reads, like, and and, and who keeps and, and and hears this prophecy. So let's talk about that blessing a little bit. Like, what is that blessing? Sometimes when we read scripture, 
we are in our rooms because of our brother is, is there. But what is this blessing that the Bible talks about? Kelly? I think at least part of it is the blessing of being secure in Jesus, of knowing what's going to come. Mm. Um, you know, people, there's so many movies, so many books about what's going to happen in the end times. Right. No, they don't really know, but they're just making something up right. <laughs> and then selling lots of them. But here it's like you are blessed because you'll actually know what's coming and you'll ultimately know who wins as well. Mm -hmm. So even when things are falling apart, even when beasts and craziness and plagues and all those things, you know who this revelation is about. You know the Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. So you can have that blessing even through all the darkness. Mm -hmm. I wanted to say too, um, not just knowing what's going to come, I think there's a blessing in reading for yourself too. Not just hearing what other people say the book of Revelation is about, but studying it for yourself and knowing for yourself what the Bible is saying and who Jesus is revealing himself to be in the book of Revelation. Okay, find out more on this blessing. This blessing is coming from Jesus himself in the reading of scriptures. Find out when we come back. Has Inverse been a blessing to you? Do you have questions, comments, or feedback you'd like to leave us? Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. While there, join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion. Blessed is he who reads this book, this book of Revelation. Let's talk about well, this blessing. This is coming from the Father to the Son to the angel to John to the seven churches to us. Uh, Israel, what's more, what's, uh, extrapolate more about this, this blessing. When we talk about Revelation, we always think about it in the future context, which I think it's important. That's what's going to build up. But notice there... When in verse 3, it says, blessed is he who reads, that's mm. in the present. Mm. And those who hear, that's in the present, the words of this prophecy. And those who keep the things that are written, mm -hmm. these are all present tense things. Mm -hmm. And so the first lesson I think that Revelation teaches us about ourselves is that the present experience with the word of God, the present experience with the prophecy is what prepares us for the future. Mm -hmm. And when we read prophecy, the temptation that we have, we're reading the future. Oh man, I got to get ready for that. I got to get ready for that. I got to get ready for that. And we lose sight of the present context. Mm -hmm. And here the security is found not in preparation for the future, mm -hmm. but it's found in the, the allowing the word of God to allow the transformation to take place in the present. Mm -hmm. And so how is it that we can, in, that we can be sure that we can have assurance of a future salvation? It's through a present experience. Mm -hmm. And I think that's critical for us to understand because a lot of times we come to try to read Bible prophecy to, to get ready for the future, mm -hmm. not knowing that it is the word of God in the present that prepares us to be ready in the future. So my takeaway from what you're saying, I, I love it. So my, the way my brain works is I'm just like a nerd and I just like all the information and I'm like, oh, I like all the numbers and all the, you know, and, and finding all the symbols and stuff. And that's all in there. Mm -hmm. And there is an element, it is, some parts are scary and it talks about the judgment and the wrath and about what happens to people who don't, who just refuse to repent and, and, and turn around. But you're saying that all of that is just background context for the main message. Yeah. Being, Reading, being right with Jesus. Yeah, which comes knowing through. Knowing Jesus and experiencing Jesus. That's what gets us through. Yeah, which comes through reading, hearing, and then keeping. Keeping is an element of protecting. Mm. Mm. It is an element of, of personalizing and in, internalizing and protecting, caring, treasuring. Mm -hmm. And the experience itself is 
the beauty, not the future, not the future thing. Mm -hmm. Like um, I got into, I know you can't tell now, but I used to, I used to do triathlons back really? in the day. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> you, know, you keep on saying that. And we all keep having the same reaction. Like, wow. Yeah, I used to do that. Um, and and don't, please don't judge. This is not a safe place. This is not a safe place. And and so the the. The end goal was always to finish, uh -huh. you know, but actually the the benefit, the health benefits took place not on race day, but leading training. up to race, mm -hmm. race day in training. And so it's the same way in the book of Revelation. It's by by reading the scriptures on a day to day basis. We are getting ready for the final event. But the final event is just really uh, an ability to showcase what has already been taking place on a day-to-day -day mm -hmm. basis. And so mm -hmm. prophecy is designed, it's not a futuristic thing, but it's designed to help us be transformed in the present. Mm -hmm. And I, mm -hmm. I, I mean, I think that's really clutch because when we talk about, when we think about the future thing, and I know for going back to growing up in the church, <laughs> growing up hearing this stuff, I, I kind of fell into the trap of, okay, well, so that's going to happen then when when the events leading up to that start to happen, mm. then I'll get ready, right. right? In the meantime, let me just live my life, and I need to know this information so that I'll know when it's time to get my life in order, right? right? But the whole point of, I think, this section that we read, verses 1 to 3, um, is that this is about Jesus. Mm -hmm. And if it's Jesus who's sharing this, or God is sharing this information, then there's a relationship there, mm -hmm. right? Um, and it's in that relationship He's sharing this information, not for the information's sake, just for the information, but out of a relationship with us. Mm -hmm. And if we lose sight of the relationship that we're supposed to be having with the one who is sharing the information with us, then there's no point really yeah. in the information. Yeah. No, what I, and then the relationship with God is like any other relationship. It takes time mm -hmm. and it's, it's not some spiritual exoteric experience where like, boom, now I have Jesus and mm -hmm. I, it's just... I need, it takes time to get to know Callie. It takes time to know what she likes and takes to know what I like. And then there's a, there's a development of, of, of a relationship there, yeah? And <laughs> yeah. then that's the same with God. I, I, yeah? Oh, on the other side of what Sika was saying of, you know, not being ready and saying, like, oh, I'll do it later. And I think another danger is saying, like, this is going to happen, so I'm going to be super anxious and stressed about it and, like, yeah. constantly be thinking about it all the time. And one of my favorite authors says that, you know, don't be so concerned about the time of trouble that you create a present time of trouble. Mm. Right. Um, but we should, again, just have that relationship with Jesus, and that's the only way we can... Be ready in the like yeah. for the actual time of trouble, anyways, yeah. and to prevent one being earlier. It's than the it needs present to be. experience. Like okay. Israel's saying. Let's move forward to verse four here because we're there's there's some more there's juicier parts coming up here. <laughs> verse four, and I'll read Revelation chapter one, verse four. John to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace to you and peace from Him who is and who was and who is to come, and from the seven spirits who are before His throne. And from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler over the kings of the earth, to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood, and has made us kings and priests to his God and Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Verse mm -hmm. 7, Behold, he is coming with clouds, and every eye will see him, even they who pierced him. All the tribes of the earth will mourn because of him, even so. Amen. And verse 8, I am the Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end, says the Lord, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. Okay, so this is continuing on in our introduction of, of Revelation. Uh, what are some points we, we can glean from that passage there? Siku? I mean, it's, it's just, it's, it's jam-packed with, <laughs> with a picture of Jesus, yeah. you know? And it, it struck me just reading through it, especially seeing that John 
knew Jesus personally in his earthly life. And then it talks about him as a faithful witness, firstborn from the dead. John knew that. He saw Jesus after he was resurrected, ruler of the kings of the earth. John saw Jesus on a cross, you know, shortly before he went to heaven. Yes. And that was a really trying moment for the disciples. But here it's, it's proclaiming that Jesus not only died and was resurrected, but now he's been exalted. And mm -hmm. that thing that you worried about his entire ministry, when, when is the kingdom coming? It's like he is the king, his ruler over the kings of the earth. Mm -hmm. And so I, I just imagine, I picture for John this picture, this revelation of Jesus um, in his exalted state was probably very thrilling, especially given that he had seen Jesus in his earthly ministry. Mm -hmm. This is kind of almost, in a way, kind of like the Gospel of John Part 2. Part 2, yeah. Like yeah. the sequel. <laughs> and Jesus, you know, sometimes in our, in our Christian experience, we have Jesus died on the cross, and we kind of almost venerate that Jesus is still on the cross. Mm -hmm. In many of the churches, that is the focal point. And Jesus on the cross is, is the foundation of our faith. I mean, that is the basis for our salvation. I mean, that's, that's just so crucial. But there is the good news that he resurrected, right. and then he went upstairs. And the golden question that many Christians should be asking is, what is Jesus doing upstairs? Mm -hmm. And this is kind of the continuation that, that this, this book is about revelation, or this book is about Jesus and mm -hmm. what he's doing up there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Israel. The Bible calls Jesus a faithful witness, and faithfulness is found on the part of Christ. Because he is a faithful witness or because he is faithful, mm -hmm. then the Bible says we can also be faithful, right? Mm -hmm. That word faithful witness is also dealing with a time of judgment, right? It's, it's, it's language that is dealing with judgment, which when you look at scripture, judgment is really found or you find an understanding of judgment through the sanctuary motif. And so the book of, Gener uh, the book of Revelation ties into the sanctuary. Mm -hmm. The fact that Jesus is the faithful witness, the star witness, the key witness means that if he is on our side, we have the star witness on our side. Mm. The Bible then talks about him raising from the dead. I love that, in the star book, witness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In the book of Revelation, you're going to be dealing with the topic of death. That's what scares us. The biggest fear that humanity faces is the fear of death. Mm -hmm. And the Bible says this: he is the firstborn from the dead. In other mm -hmm. words, he is the check that is cashed when it comes to death. The Bible then declares him to be the ruler of all the kings of the earth. Mm -hmm. So not only is he the star witness, not only is he resurrected the firstborn from the dead, but he's also the ruler of all kings. If there's mm -hmm. a king, he's above all of them. Mm -hmm. The Bible then goes on from speaking about Jesus as a, as a witness and speaking of him as a ruler, but now, now it personalizes it. It says that this man who is the ruler, this man who is the witness, this man who is a firstborn from the dead has power. He has now washed us, mm. and he's washed us with his own blood. That means that he has taken upon himself, he has taken upon himself the bill to pay for our sins, and he's done this sacrificially. And so he's saying, this man who was big and mighty and awesome and great is also personal. And that's what he's done. He's taken it upon himself the responsibility to wash us from our sins. And then it says in verse 7, and this man... Jesus is the one who's coming. Mm -hmm. And so when you read that, at least when I read that, I'm thinking, yes, even so, amen. Mm -hmm. That's what I want. I want that man to come. Right. If he's all powerful, if he's all these things, and he's also interested in me in that he washed me and paid for it with his own money, which is a significant debt, then even so, amen, come. 
Mm -hmm. I want to see him. Amen. Mm -hmm. Dude, you just broke that. You broke down verse six, like <laughs> verse five and six. Yeah. I mean, while you're while you're talking, I'm thinking, man, the faithful. That's 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 a the legal victory, mm -hmm. and then you have a biological victory, and then a political <laughs> victory. But then you emphasize the personal victory is mm -hmm. is what Jesus provides. Mm -hmm. Oh man, that's that's, well, he provides that's all awesome. Of it. That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. provides all of them. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. Cal. Um, I think I'm just still stuck on that one part, the personal victory of yeah. to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Because I'm thinking also about, you know, washing someone in blood. It's not like, oh, like I cut a little bit, like here's some blood. But it's yeah. like Jesus poured out everything when he came. And he, he didn't have to is the thing. Like mm -hmm. there was no obligation on God's part to do those things. He voluntarily chose to. The whole the universe would have been like, no, you're good. Like we get it. You don't have to do that. Mm -hmm. But Jesus loved us that much that he chose to go through with it, even though he knew what it would cost mm -hmm. all of heaven. Mm -hmm. And then you, in, in verse seven, I, I guess I'm going, I'm going to with uh, John, John being the one receiving this message, the first hand firsthand yeah. he was there when Jesus went up into heaven mm -hmm. yeah. and they were looking in Acts chapter 1 it says they as they looked steadfastly to the sky and he was taken up and and then the angels appeared and said why are you looking up to heaven and said like, this same Jesus who you see going up he's going to come in like manner and here this this proclamation behold he is coming with clouds mm -hmm. um, for for someone who has a relationship right for someone who loves Jesus um, the response is even so come Lord Jesus, yeah. right? And so behold, he is coming with the clouds. Every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. Like, so the promise of the return of Jesus Christ, I think the culmination of the book of Revelation, it ends with this glorious appearing of Jesus yeah. Christ, which yeah. is our blessed hope. Yeah, my takeaway from your guys' comments is like, I think it's very important to establish that Revelation, I mean, some people put the whole, whole entire book in the past and like, we don't need to study it. It's totally historical. But what you're saying is Jesus' second coming is, is here. So it's an element of, of, of the future involved, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Then we get people also swing to the other side. And, well, this is all in the future. But you said that the blessing comes right now to people mm -hmm. who read. Mm -hmm. And then we read from the context of John. He's writing to the seven churches. So this also happened in the past. So this isn't just past only or future only. This is happening concurrently with history right. in real time time in vivo as we're living. Yeah. <laughs> and the cool thing is we can also make universal applications. So even though John's writing to the seven churches, we can also apply this to, to us as well. Israel. And it's awesome because this is the revelation of Jesus. And so Jesus is relevant in the past. He's relevant in present. the present. Yeah. And he's relevant in the things that are shortly to come to pass. Mm -hmm. And so Jesus as the theme is relevant to all people at all times in every single place. Yeah. And that's why it's... I love it. I love it. And this has been a really fast but really awesome introductory study into the book of Revelation. We're looking at God the Father who is, who was, and is to come. We're looking at Jesus in the past, Jesus in the future, Jesus in the middle, Jesus upstairs, Jesus down, Jesus everywhere. And so if you're excited about Jesus, especially in the book of Revelation, take a, take a moment to commit yourself to looking at the book of Revelation in a new way or again or even deeper than before. We're so glad you joined us. We'll see you next week on Inverse. You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jared Thomas, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by the Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag InverseBible. Until next time, this is Inverse.